You read the Bible, Greg. Yes. Well, there's this passage I got memorized. So it fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is TC and Jake. When I lay my vengeance upon thee. Poll question of the day. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Give me a second. Hot start. Hot start. <laughs> Poll question of the day. Poll question of the day. What's the hardest month number to remember? 888-787-1310. I like it. In your opinion, hardest month number to remember. Do you think December's a 13? Um, I mean, I think the easy play would be like people that it's kind of like whenever you ask about the postal state abbreviations, people who don't know that Alaska's that's a hard one, AK, but no one doubts that. But the thing about it though is that like people who think it's AL, what do they think Alabama is, right? So there's some you can use a little deductive reasoning. I didn't even think about Alabama, I, I always fuck up Arkansas. I think that Arkansas is AK, okay. Because it's similar to uh, uh, to Alaska, and that it's not the first two. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. So using that, I would say you would probably go June, July. June, July is a good one. Just in the sense that, but I actually think it would be harder to remember if they were further apart, because you've committed to memory they the are idea. The JJ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. on on its, on its face, you might say, "All right, well, back to back months. That's going to be tough to to you know they sound similar." Six seven. Um, I'll tell you. I'll give you this one, and I don't even fucking know the answer to this right now. Hmm. Month that it's hardest to remember the number of days in it. Well, thirty days has September, April, June, and November. February's got twenty-eight. The rest have thirty-one. Thirty days hath September, April, June, and November. I've never heard that before. Oh, really? Never heard that. I was too focused on Caracas, gone to Venezuela. Plano schools. Venezuela, uh, Caracas, Venezuela, and Quito, Ecuador. Yeah, no, no. I, and Lima, I got Peru. that one. I, can, I mean, I do have to do it every time. I don't know off the top of my head. Like, if you ask me, you will watch as I, like, repeat that in my head. But I, I do have that. Every single time March 31st comes around, I'm like, whoo, look at you. <laughs> you hot son of a bitch. Look at us. <laughs> I thought, I don't <laughs> Who know. thought we'd be here? Not Some, me? Somehow, thought, somehow I had you pegged as a 30, when in fact there are none, right? There's plenty of 30s. What are the 30s? All I don't the know ones that aren't April, June, and 30 days has September, April, June, and November. So 30s are April, okay. September, April, June, and November. Maybe that's... See, June and July shouldn't be allowed to have different numbers of days. 
you're that sounds right yeah, that, yeah. i think that yeah that's I think fair. We pretty much all agree on that <laughs> um yeah i don't know that's a so, my by far hardest month number to remember is april i feel like man no, that, four should be march and april should certainly be five i feel that conviction in my heart no nah, i don't i don't, no, like I don't that. know i don't like that at all mm. I always liked the the May five because then the five to me signified it's over, you know, school. I do have to always do like, well, of course, dude, it is five because you know June is six, you know May becomes more June, but I gotta do that entire math every single time I'm naming Cory naming Booker a podcast tweet. file, for example. What's that? Cory Booker tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it probably I believe in you. Is I know this is a problem handle. you can handle. <laughs> You're probably right. I should have. Uh, you know, not necessarily sure, given what's going on with like South Lake school districts, that this really would have popped at the uh, TEA level. Mm-hmm. But I should have tried to really get in there and push my Middle Eastern Capital song. Okay, Middle Eastern Capital song. Yeah, I think we do, we've done this on the podcast before. Just, a, I mean, you can do it with any region if you use the same tune. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And it's fun, you know. There's fun little like Baghdad, Iraq. Baghdad, Iraq, Tehran, Iran, Tehran, Iran, Damascus, Syria, Damascus, Syria. Or no, that's Lebanon. Dama- no, I forgot. This has been like no, you're right. ten years since I wrote this. Oh, Beirut, Lebanon, Beirut, Lebanon. There you go. Really start popping, you know. Cairo, Egypt. Is uh, Southlake looking to? Inform their students about the Arab world more. Well, I just you know you're not aware of this whole diversity fight. You know, you know the answer to whether or not oh, I'm aware well, of anything. Well, no, I mean this is uh, it. I I I, I remember some. I've seen something yeah. of like people screaming at the top of their lungs, like "Don't you fucking tell my kids anything." Well, it's popped. How dare you fucking much, make them learn? Much harder than that. Okay. Uh, so the program is called the CCAP. Um, the CC stands for Chinese Communist Cultural Competence Action Plan, and uh, so it, you know they were about to adopt this plan, and then in fact, a group of parents who were against it, citing this as leftist, socialist, Marxist uh, diversity training, mm-hmm. raised tons of money from political action groups, filed a suit to get this blocked, got the temporary restraining order. This all happened, like, I think late last year. And now the latest development is uh, two of the school board members, including the president, were actually arrested Oh my uh, God. on Monday. For what, please? So these two people were in favor of the CCAP passing. Uh-huh. And these, uh, these people who raised all this money, according to what I've been told, over a million dollars, uh, in political action committee donations, were able to hire like a private eye, uh, you know, forensic uh, people to, to call like forensic data. Oh, what giant pieces of shit. And got these two people arrested on like a fairly arcane application of the like meeting outside of quorum law. Like because they had texted at all. And apparently they were able to classify this as like that they were. Ooh, you know, I, as someone who has received Texas Open Meetings Act training, I don't think that that is going to stand up. Um, what's not the charge? Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely not. They knew that they were out of jail in five minutes. Like they, they it was like, how it is was it purely a how show? How is it not a scandal? The police has gone along with this. 
you know, I, I guess like once the charge is filed, the judge looks at it and says, I guess by the letter of the law, this does fit this. The morning news, whenever they wrote it up, said, uh, you know, they spoke to a, a First Amendment attorney. They're like, this is insane. Like nobody's ever applied this like this. And uh, see, how come people don't get mad at you for drinking water? Because it doesn't have ice. Oh, that's what it is? It's the ice against the wall. I mean, maybe they do. They don't say, they, they've never called out your name. Uh, oh, no. I, I They just don't oh, tag you on those. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get okay. plenty of water heat. I mean, that one's, it, it is obvious because you can tell who's talking whenever you hear the ice. You yeah. can't talk and slush ice at the same time. But, uh, you know. Also, because I'm, you know, when you're clanging and banging in the Yeti. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so these two people got arrested on Monday. I'm so happy to get to tell you about this. Uh, and they actually. This a, is fun. I a, like this story. Appeared at the school board meeting that night because. Hell yeah. They were out like 10 Dude. minutes later. It was like a $25, you know, I don't even know if you would call that a, a bond. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were there that night. Uh, our friend Harper, once when he quit a job, uh, like. I, I think it was just his phone, but I like to imagine that he somehow commandeered a boombox uh, to play Trap Queen for his own walkout music. <laughs> I like to imagine them fucking uh, walking into the school board meeting just like, what up, bitch? I'm here. Yeah. Well, they basically did that just without, uh, what's what's uh, Fetty Wap, right? Yeah. Rapper with one yeah. eye. Who Corby says is a great golfer. <laughs> really? Yeah. They had like a top golf type driving range set up at a Super Bowl, I think, in Houston, and he said Fetty Wap was just striping him. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's so, delightful. Uh, My top Fetty Wap memory is I did not see his show at Hangout, but I ate a slice of pizza near it. <laughs> and that is kind of the dopest thing about going to a music festival yeah. is the shows that you don't care about no, but no, no, can yeah, go hear. Ahead. I got I got a, a funnel cake. But yeah, I'm still going to vibe with it though. Just kind of fucking yeah, sitting on a bench. I can like I could see the screen of him yeah. like doing it. It's it's a, like it's the best pizza restaurant in the world. Boy, you ain't lying. Um so yeah, they got these two people arrested. They show up at the board meeting. And then the two takes on this are uh, on one side, you have uh, one of the moms, of course. Dads just don't really get tied up in this shit too much. Uh, <laughs> one of the moms. <laughs> I won't speculate as to why. Yeah, one of the mom, one of the moms uh, was like, "I can't believe we have these criminals here in our midst." You know, they <laughs> Jesus have the, Christ! They have the audacity to come to the meeting tonight. Tell me the statute they broke. Then we can have this fucking talk. Yeah, walk me through the, the precedent of it. Too. You're a fucking criminal. You're criminally uh, uh, ignorant of the of the fucking rules, ma'am. So, on the other side, we have former Dallas Cowboys defensive lineman Russell Maryland. Hell yeah! Who has been actively, very actively involved in drafting number one overall? Right? Is that right? Man, I didn't think he was a one one. I think that he's one of the Herschel Walker picks. And that he was a 1-1. Damn, you're right. You beat me on some Cowboys history. I knew he was a first-rounder. Well, I'm did. a big fan. Yeah. I knew he was a U guy, too, but I did not know that he was a 1-1. So anyways, he's on the other side of this. He's drafted a lot of this plan. He's been really, really vocal and outspoken about it. Um, he has kids, possibly even like small grandkids. Ooh, he would not have been the 1-1 except that uh, Rocket Ismail decided for the CFL. Ah. Um unimportant uh so he so on one on I mean, one any time you can talk about rocket on Sorry, one side we have uh i can't believe we have these criminals uh that we're in conference with here mm -hmm. and on the other hand you have russell wilson uh, maryland russell maryland who had a quote something along the lines of 
here on this day where yesterday many Americans were, were celebrating the rise from crucifixion of Christ, we have some of our brothers and sisters here on the school board who are simply trying to do the right thing, who were crucified today for their actions. Hell yeah. Which when I was talking to Dan about it today, I That's was like, up. that is what the Democrats are missing. Yeah, Russell Maryland for president. Well, it's like, look, if um, they're going to do this shit, you don't just be like, hmm. Yeah. You match it by invoking a school board member being basically the same as Christ. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's the only, I love everything about it. The only it. rhetorical move. School board member. <laughs> yeah, no. Is to be like, yeah, this is basically the same as the whole crown, thorns, palm, you know. So that's a fun story. And uh just goes to show you how fucking far some people will go to protect the uh, idyllic identity of their. It's a real laugh you know, to keep from crying kind of situation. Children. Yeah, it's bad. Like, Think of all the money, dude. I don't want to. Th- yeah, I know. All the, they could have gone to something other than trying to arrest the fucking school board member for sending a text. Or even just like the idea if that wouldn't have been part of it, which, you know, even if it's just the money going to the idea that we cannot possibly have our kids learn and of course again it's culture war right they've conflated the idea that learning anything about america's history or anything about what people of color have to go through is leftist is is marxist and i feel like last summer a lot of us were talking about the idea of like hey even those of us who went to a a lot of college still learned about a ton of shit 10 years after the fact that you're like whoa (laughs) yeah can't believe nobody told me about that uh this I'm not saying it changes things. Probably already arrived at that point, but I do feel like if in high school... No, there's... I mean, like a a listener of ours recommended a podcast to me called Death in the West, and I've been working my way through it slowly. Uh, It's pretty good. And it's... It hints at... uh, just like all of the labor history that we never learned. Yeah. There are, like, giant, giant fucking things. Like... World War One level fucking uh, shit that's going on, you know, like just unimaginable conflicts and explosions and terrorism in America perpetuated by Americans against other Americans, um, as crazy as anything else you want to name that just never has been mentioned. That like I'm I'm only able to like kind of gesture at it because I only heard about it like in this podcast and like I can't you can't fill it in for me because like the most people have just never heard about this shit. Well I'll and, tell you how it goes. Yeah, it's because you know, I mean the the, the victory uh Victor gets to write the history and believe it or not, the fucking, you know, Amazon Mining Corporation decided not to uh, write the history that way. Well what they do is they include one flashpoint as a crumb. Yeah. So we get uh, Reconstruction for the Civil War and slavery. Mm-hmm. We get Rosa Parks and maybe a smattering of Martin Luther King for uh, Jim Crow, not Jim Crow, but... Civil Rights Movement. Civil Rights Movement and the things that led up to that, like that's a hand-waving possibly at uh, voting rights and redlining. You get... Uh, you I get, mean, I had never heard the word redlining until that fucking Coates piece. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing where, like, obviously she, you should be taught about that in schools. And I bet that most schools are now. Sounds like Southlake's trying well, and getting arrested for even yeah, bringing up the exactly. idea. Uh, for labor, you get, like, to slightly wet the beak with the jungle. Yeah, you, like, you hear about the jungle. Then, then, then it's just hands dusted. It's great for I, workers now. I knew the name Eugene Debs. Uh, I had heard, The words AFL-CIO were, were uttered. Yeah. In uh, the course of my, the history classes. But yeah, uh, I don't know. There's a lot more there. 
suffice to say. Dude, did you know that it, after the 2002 Western Conference Finals that Ralph Nader wrote a letter to David Stern? No. So it's in this podcast, Whistleblower, um, which we had the, the dude who made it on today. Cool. Um, and I honestly, I'd love to have him on our show just because it's something I could talk to somebody about for a long time. But it's about Tim Donahue. Yeah. And he does read the letter that Ralph Nader, who is apparently a massive sports fan, like wrote to David Stern after, I didn't the, know. after the Kings-Lakers series where the Lakers were down, or the Kings were up 3-2, and game six is just, it's largely considered one of the most clown fuck officiating shows in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And like Ralph Nader saw that and was like, get me the, let me dip the quill. <laughs> I got something to get off my chest. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm sending this right to the big man. Now, what came of that? Not the same thing as Ford Pinto's exploding whenever he got that to stop, because then like the Western Conference... Finals in 05. Put a pin in that. We're coming back to Pintos. Okay. The point is just I've been like, waiting I, for you to say that. I've just been laying in <laughs> wait two waiting years. for you to say the word Pinto. I have more. I'm just saying nothing really came of it, you know, because the Donahue scandal ramped up from there. 05 Western Conference Finals, 06 Finals. Um, but still, you know, Scott Pollard still seemed pretty bummed about it whenever Tim from Whistleblower talked to him about it. Yeah. So anyways, uh, no, real quick, before we get to the Pinto, mm -hmm. I'm just honored to be sitting here with esteemed radio personality, T.C. Fleming. I have the perfect timber. I saw that. Uh, did it say perfect or just radio? I mean, I think it's pretty clear from the way he says it that he thinks it's perfect. Radio ready is not really perfect. Radio ready is more like passable. I mean, he sounds like he's pretty, you know, complimentary of it. <laughs> So here's a you you. I'm not an originalist when it comes to articles about me. <laughs> I think strict, you can infer construction. <laughs> uh, so this is an article in the Dallas Observer about one of TC's other uh, obscure products. Who said that? Who did we uh, get that from? John and Plano. John and Plano or other obscure products. I don't listen to gay, gay not, not gay, gay and other obscure, obscure products. products. <laughs> uh, talking about life skills. His podcast about school for troubled youth. It's a very glowing review. It was Ho nice. Hope I'd this ups the nummies. Really appreciated it. Uh, there's a mention here of uh, the other podcast that he hosts. <laughs> I did whatever, if they are going to. I mean, it's the Observer. What are you going to do? Like, they, they like local politics. Apparently, where you honed your podcasting chops was with, with the terrific Loserville. Yeah. Now, it doesn't just say T.C. Fleming also hosts a terrific podcast called Loserville. <laughs> it says T.C. Fleming, who has honed his podcasting chops with the terrific... I, mean, didn't, listen, I didn't know how to do it until We then. did seven years of garbage. But uh -huh. then when Kingston shows up... Yeah. I mean, I didn't... The, I didn't the honing learn, began. I didn't learn anything from you, you no, know? No, of course not. Like, Philip, like, yeah, I mean, that, that man's just a fountain of knowledge. And then immediately... Those 40 episodes have done so much more than the 759 <laughs> that you and I have pumped out. That shit, that timber, that was not radio ready. Yeah. Then it was honed. Uh-huh. Then the timber was radio ready. Past that, past that bar. Like, I was pretty confused that the ticket's not mentioned here. 
Yeah, but like, then, like the in, fact with that, the headlines. I mean, like I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, like the guys writing the article. I, the obviously the main point, like he knocked it out of the park on like conveying the school and you know like talking about what we're doing and everything. So like the fact that. Uh, you know, like you're doing like a history exam and you get a math problem wrong on it. You know, like whatever, dude, you understood the history. But, but yeah, I was confused. Uh, why? Well, why I'm a radio personality, but the, the they don't like what radio? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's also about your podcasting career and there's no mention of me. Yeah. Of the show. Uh, Which ones have made the larger impact? Yeah. It uh, also... After that, after I was like, well, and I was, I don't really care. At some point, I might have to let it's that dog out. It's just banter puts food on my table. Uh, you know, I'm still waiting for that first Loserville check. So uh, then I started thinking of like how they would have described us. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, he honed his podcasting chops on It's Just Banter. <laughs> Dolphin rape enthusiast. A, f- a podcast where sometimes uh, one host surprises the other. With videos of trains exploding animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically it. A video where they discuss whether or not it's weird to wipe uh, back to front from underneath. Yeah. Or whether or not you ever stand up. Yeah, well, I mean, that wouldn't narrow it down. There's a lot of podcasts that go over that. Do you want to narrate me letting her out back? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess. Both of our kids are here. Playing in the backyard, so yeah, and the the dog is is struggling with the fact that that she's been left out. I mean, does it make a difference if I'm narrating this? Like, maybe if I just stop talking, you all could enjoy a quiet moment of contemplation amongst yourselves. Surely there's something that you wanted to think about this week that haven't had the chance. Rhode Island? Not a road, not an island. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, this was dis- disrespectful. Um, <laughs> but You know, you respected me just fine. I've, that's kind of... I've, uh, I've come to expect focus. this. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, he's right. We're doing ga- groundbreaking shit and everyone should listen. I And for everyone out there, and I know it's most of you that I'm talking to right now, I can see the numbers. I know that a lot of you heard one and then stopped there, and I'm not happy about it. So think about going back. You might have to tighten it up. <laughs> I'm not tightening it up. Well, see, there's You're your problem. do it. There's your problem. You're going to have... Uh, I don't like the long podcast, fucking, man. Four minutes of shit in a two-hour bag. Yeah, that's, that's that's not a good plan. It is the plan, though. It's well, the one. It's the one we're going it's with. The one that got you to the observer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe we should save this for tomorrow. I'm trying to uh, to replicate uh, the life skills that we sat through. If you thought that was a tight ninety of content, uh, I'm here to dissuade it's you. It's an that. immersion project. Like you really get the feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fucking. We're the method actors of podcasting. So uh, this is probably good for a Thursday, but because it's not that fun. But well, then let's do it on Thursday. Yeah, you know, I just feel like they're especially after having a weekend of of family here, and I mean, and we got Pinto, we got Safra, and then also after seeing everything, ev- the way everything played out with Greg Abbott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was upset about that. Like. I- they sucked his dick the entire fucking season. I had to sit there and get mad every single time I tuned into a fucking baseball game all of last year. And then this fucking... I don't want to say ableist slurs against him, so I won't. I would really appreciate it if you didn't. This fucking dude 
comes in, like, to the guys that are, like, the only ones in the entire fucking state that were like, oh, he says full open? Let's do it then. We, we want to th- throw our support behind the governor, uh, you know, execute his vision. All of the other cities that are, like, you know, biting at him because of this, like, that's not us, dude. We just think you're doing kick-ass. Uh, so we're, we're going to take everything you say and we're going to do it. And then he's just like, nope, not coming. Not coming. Yeah. What a fucking ungrateful piece of shit. You I'm, guys made it in political. In case it's not clear, I'm talking about the, uh, the cutout. That was the uh, thing that made me mad throughout baseball games last season. Yeah. Like he was too prominent. They should have put uh, they should have put me and Dan there. They put him in every single fucking like TV shot that they had. Uh, and, and he's like, eh, not enough. You haven't done enough for me. Because I'm, so I'm not gonna throw out one fucking pitch. I'm gonna wait till the day fucking it was the day of, right? Yeah. It was the day of. that that it's gonna be be done. He's just like, nope. Wait until I to write a letter. Fuck you. Not doing it. What a piece of shit. Just like on a personal level. Like, I don't care about the politics in this. It doesn't matter to me if Greg Abbott throws out a fucking first pitch. Like, who cares? But it's just a shitty personal thing to do. Yeah, but the shittier it is, the bigger, uh, you know, headlines it is. Because if he had done it a week before, it dies yeah. down. It doesn't have, you know, I he mean, had wouldn't to have be... done it a week before. I don't think MLB had moved the game at that point. But if, if like the second they move it, he announces it, then yeah, he's, he's maximizing the, the impact of this. And again, like the people being hurt, like the president of the Rangers, I don't give a shit about them. Like they're the ones that put the fucking Abbott cut out behind the home plate. So fuck them too. But like, you know, it's just, you do have to observe, like even amongst a group of people where you don't like either of them, like you can look at it and be like, you are treating him badly. And Greg Abbott was treating the leadership of the Rangers badly, and people should note that. Well, you're not wrong, but again, he was doing it to maximize the gains and the kerosene for the, the culture war. Although this is like... Because what do conservatives hate more than baseball? Well, interestingly enough, it is a culture war topic, but it's also one of the few political things they've actually engaged on, policy-wise, the voting law. Because this is, I mean, it's almost like, uh, holy shit, you guys like know something that's that's actually happening that's not a children's book or a space jam? Yeah. It's like they actually, except, of course, predictably, there's a, it's just... It's so frustrating. Like, you can literally just read. Look, the New York Times will do the work for you. You don't have to read the 98-page bill. They'll just put it in a nice little, takes you 15 minutes to read it, and that's all you have to do to be like, oh, okay, this isn't just about showing an ID. There are 10 other stipulations that restrict the access to the ballot, and that would be an easy thing for anybody to find if they want to. I'll give you my login. I'll give you my login. But instead... Just it's use just, incognito windows, guys. It's just ID. Some of them have gotten smart on that. Yeah, but not the New York Times. Well, I give them my money, you know, so that they can keep David Brooks or whoever <laughs> yeah, on the op-ed page. But I don't know. It was just frustrating because then people were like, well, I mean, what's so hard about showing an ID? It's like, oh, man. And then they wanted to reference Colorado. Okay, do you really want us to go through this? We will. And people do. And it doesn't matter. And it drives me fucking insane. Literally uh, insane. To yeah. where I'm just like, well, what, does I mean, nobody care that the law bums me out? And it's like not because of the, you know, who I thought had a good take on this, Jake. God damn it. I can't today. Uh, but anyways, uh, Matt Iglesias did say uh, that it, 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 like the effects are unclear on what exactly it's going to do in voting. But what is effectively happening 
is that Donald Trump said that he lost the election because Georgia stole it. The Republicans there were kind of wishy-washy about the degree to which they were going to outright support him in that direct claim. But then, once that moment had passed, quickly rallied around doing every single thing that they possibly could to make it so that if there was a future instance that they could have more tools to be able to overturn the results of the popular election. Um, and, like, so, you know, is it enough tools uh, that, that like, if, if we get the exact same election, it's going to, now Trump's going to win? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, like, maybe they just don't have that strong of tools. But the, it's what they're aiming at, Right. Like, the thing that they're attempting to do is to fix a problem that was clearly not a problem. Anyone who says it is is obviously lying. And then, like, uh, you know, they're, they're attempting to fix the problem in, like, ways that, like, their their goal is nefarious. So, like, the entire thing, it, it bums me the fuck out. Like, it's it's not the kind of country I want to live in. I want my vote. I want my vote to be heard. I want my vote to be easy to fucking make. Um, you know, like, all that kind of shit. I'll have more on this tomorrow after I see what old Maddie had to say about this. I'll forward it to you. For um, now, I'm just bummed out that apparently we're going to run out of ketchup. I don't, I don't want to talk about ketchup. Okay. Uh, no, but I, I, so I, I'm establishing that that's how I feel about the law. But I'm not thrilled about the increasing frequency of we're going to move our game. Like, in my entire life, Outside of the last five years, it's just Arizona with MLK Day. And I don't know, dude. Like, Who I, cares where the game is? Yeah, I guess. But like, it, the, we're having to hear about this shit. I don't want to hear about this shit every time. Like, you know, the people who told you to keep the politics out of sports, they... They, uh, they let, had a point. Let's hear them out. Not, not like entirely, whatever. Like, I, obviously there's distinctions. It's not a broad topic. You can't keep politics out of sports or not out of sports. Like, you know, the, you got to interact at, at each level. And, like, again, MLB is doing something to counteract a measure that I am against. So I, I don't feel like I... You know, like, I, I feel like I'm in a position to be fair here. And... It's, it's just kind of so what we're never going to have another all-star game in a red state in the history of time like because we're always well, red depends. states are always doing bullshit ass stuff it like, depends uh it depends on whether or not those red states want to realize that if they would like the money of the corporations that have decided that their economic interest is in not engaging with those red states then no they won't get to play and you know what? If I Fuck thought them. if I That's, thought that there was a clear path to the world that we want by baseball making this well, stand, the other way hasn't worked. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, fine. Let's give it a try. Basically, conservative politics have dominated the business world and the corporate world, and will continue to do so for a long time. If the audience makeup of sports, and even if they're misreading this, which I happen to think they might be, that's probably a larger issue. But also, the makeup of their labor force has a problem with this. Then you know what? If that club is in your bag, take it out and swing it because nothing else has worked. Otherwise, we've just been bludgeoned with policies that aren't even really that popular. Here's you know, something that I do feel never ha they haven't been for a long time. Weed, gay marriage. I don't know. It's just I feel strongly convicted that there's a lot more going on in the world aside from politics. And I think that if you, like, if your plane touches down in Atlanta for a nice trip to, uh, to the A, and all you're thinking about is voting laws, then you're a fucking idiot. 
Like, open your eyes. There's a lot more going on. There's a lot of fucking wonderful people there doing wonderful things. And connecting them with them on a human level is going to bring you a lot more joy than, you know, fucking doom scrolling about some election law. I would, I would agree with that. But I would also say that there are places in the world that you can go to. And they're really nice places. But it's also pretty apparent, man, the people here don't really have what I have uh, when it comes to fill in the blank. And if something in the sports world can help bring that about, then, you know, more power, more power to them. I don't know. I, I think the biggest thing is that I, I feel like they've kind of misplayed their hand with their audience. Like, of course, the NBA is not going to have an all-star game in North Carolina whenever they're fucking around with this bathroom bill because... I don't think the MLB judge that MLB fans are like that. I think that they just, they know that the players, like, it's yeah, the players. Yeah, it's, yeah. And they should care about the players. I like that. I like that the players objected and that their objections were heard. That's an ass. Like that's an angle through which I look at this and I'm like, that is the right move. Yes, I just wonder. But the fact that the players objected, I would just go to the players and be like, "Chill, bro. Listen, guys. There's a lot more going on in the world aside from politics. Georgia is not just a fucking political entity. You know, like it's there's a lot going on in every single state and." If if the if your only way of judging it is to like look at like the fucking governor and be like I like him or I don't like him, that's going to determine everything I think about the state. Then please again, don't look at the governor. You're a fucking dummy. And please don't tweet me thinking I'm the governor. <laughs> <laughs> I beg of you. Yeah, I've still not resigned. By the way, <laughs> that's uh, too bad. <laughs> so your car blew up. Yeah, so I listened to the, uh, to go back to just a, a series of things that Jake is not high on, you know, here's a Matt Iglesias take, here's a regurgitation of uh, you're wrong about. Uh, they did a thing on the, the Pinto thing and added, they had everything that we had, which is why I like took a while to listen to it, because I was like, I already know all this. Um, and then they had a, a, a mid-episode reveal that left me shocked. Okay. The entire Mother Jones Ford Pinto article was a fabrication placed by a disgruntled employee. Wow. Whenever they tried to replicate those results, like later on, like, you know, people just re-examined all of the Mother Jones stuff. That's tough. And it became clear that, yeah, there was, there was someone at Ford who was pissed off at Lee Iacocca, so probably someone else in... I don't know if you know this term, uh, Jake. The uh, the C suite. I do. I'm a busy uh, dude. I was, earlier I was talking about TROs. <laughs> Kidding me? Um, and uh, yeah, so some someone else is uh, pissed off at Lee Iacocca and uh, you know t- took some documents, fed them to the Mother Jones reporter, and you know gave like heavy narration of like this is what this is the mother jones reporter was not an executive at ford and so kind of took his word for what the things were saying and uh you know the pinto like the entire thing like it it is true that ford and iacocca uh successfully pressured the uh federal government to engage in the entire you know um what's it called I'm trying to remember the phrase for putting a, a dollar amount on a life. Do you remember that entire thing? I mean, that, that is one of the central things of the, the Pinto business. Yeah. Is that, that they, they, like, whenever the government was coming around to be like, this was irresponsible of you, or like even before then, that they had some kind of, well, if the dollar value equals this and the lives lost equals this, then 
we just got to understand it or whatever. Yeah. I just don't recall the, I don't recall the term. Yeah. Um, I just know I've heard of it a lot in the last year. And so that's, that's (laughs) unfortunate, you know, and like that in my mind remains a scandal, but the specifics of what Ford knew about the Pinto beforehand, uh, the conversations depicted in the mother Jones article about what was going on. Um, you know, it's, it's all just, uh, it's, it's a guy it's, I, I think it's an incredible insight into how a lot of things work, you know, of like, the, it's just personal relationships, you know, like Somebody you thought that this aggrieved. was about car engineering. It's not about car engineering at all. It's about a guy who thought that Lee Iacocca was kind of rude to him in too many meetings. Yeah. Well, I guess I was wrong too. The unsafe at any speed was about the Corvair. Okay. So yeah. At least that one, Ralphie boy's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not coming I mean, for Ralph. I know Boy. they were similar. He has my support. And they were both. And his, the unsafe at any speed was, oh, his tires? I thought it was seatbelts. Uh, That's an unrelated. I mean, I know we do credit Nader with seatbelts, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, just it, it's a broad approach to car companies should be spending more of their margins on safety. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, obviously, that's correct. But it's it's interesting uh you know just the ways in which the 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 story is more complicated and in many ways less complicated you know like that's a lot story of stories as old bo- as time yeah a lot of stories boil down to they're not complicated at all it's just one guy thinks the other one fucking sucks and you know he's gonna get him have they ever find that person no 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 to this day no one no one has any idea well they're dead probably but still but yeah no it fucking worked that's a so they got away with that huh boy a rare positive one. If you, if you think that you can't fucking... <laughs> Typically, this involves some like somebody's child being lit on fire. Pull off or espionage to, uh, to bring down a rival. In fact, you can. malpractice in Haiti or something. So that's, that's an amazing... So they got away with that, huh? Just, I, so many movies... Like, the, um, the movie about the guy planting the Pinto evidence would surely end in that guy being found out. And I just, and like, that's, that's always received as like the realistic reaction, right? Like it's a real movie, you know, like we're not going to just do this fucking pie in the sky, Hollywood bullshit of everyone just walks away happy. That's not how life works. Well, that's fucking bullshit. Life does work that way. That guy fucking got Iacocca, chuckled about it to himself for the rest of his life and died happy. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. I know they did try to make a movie about this because I think I watched like half of it and it was trash. But, like, imagine if someone pitched the story of Ted Kennedy and Chappaquiddick Mm -hmm. and everything happened, but then at the end of the movie, he was just, like, elected five, six, seven more times (laughs) and and lived, like, a distinguished noble life after everyone knew. So, wait, wait, wait. Did did he cover it up (laughs) and no one found out? Uh, Yeah, no, everyone knew. I mean, he well, comes sure he didn't get elected again. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would never, like, if you pitched that, you'd be like, what kind of fucking sicko are you? I mean, <laughs> in, in the in the Chappaquiddick movie, like, it is, like, the, the stakes that they present, they're like, and then he never got to be president. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Just a, uh, okay. Senior uh, senator. From, <laughs> yeah, he ruled a, the Senate <laughs> for the next rest of his life. So, do you think that shit ever, I could live with it, I bet. Like, I think about this all the time. Like, do you think anybody, uh, who's he, is he, he's always tied to like McCain, right? 
Who, Kennedy? Yeah, that they would sit down at the end of a hard day and yeah. have a scotch together. And okay, so here's my someone thing. else, but yeah. Like, if, you, if something happened to your friend, uh, and I guess that's a pretty general way to, to describe you driving a... Yeah. <laughs> a bit, something happened to his... his, his if your negligence there. led to the death of a young woman. Right, so you could go a lot lower on the scale of things that if you saw a buddy and you knew that it happened to him, there's a line at which you would say something or not say something. But I feel like that is one where you would definitely say something. I would and I just to, wonder how often his colleagues, after like a couple icebreaker talk, you know, maybe they each grab a beer and they're like, so uh, what the fuck happened with that girl, man? If I grabbed a beer with Ted Kennedy, I would probably be like, hey, are you sure about that? Yeah. Haven't the consequences piled up enough? Yeah. Like, for, what, what, would ha- what would need to happen for you to go clean? Ten bodies? Yeah. And One wasn't enough? And you know the dude was just drinking constantly. And that was so, how I mean, it's presented, just, like, whenever it's like, you know, he reached across the aisle. He would go have drinks with Republican senators, something that ne- clearly wasn't problematic because he never killed a woman while drinking. Yeah, it's like, I, that one's that one's very odd to me. Um, I don't even remember We should cancel like, Ted Kennedy, dude. Let's oh, go Mother Jones. Him. Hey, they get away in Ocean's, the Ocean's movies. It's tight. They do get away in the Ocean's movies. But I, I, have, a, I have a second, so they got away with that, huh? Yeah, cool. Um. It's, it is, uh, it, well, Edmund Safra is not the one who got away with that, huh? Edmund Safra was a banker. Uh, he founded the Republic National Bank of New York, I think is the name of it. I've heard the name. Um, and yeah, he, uh, at the time of his death, was possibly the most successful banker going at the time. Um, he had, you know, more money than, like, if you add up the money, the total assets held by everyone you've ever met in your entire life, like, maybe even just, like, walked by on the street. I think he's probably still uh, more. And was certainly a guy who... He was in that gray zone that we all know so well where you're sure of two things. You're absolutely sure that if you were able to prove everything he did in his life, that you would be able to prove some uh, criminal shit. You know, like that he's he's doing banking for people who aren't allowed by the government to bank, uh, you know, mobsters, etc. Uh, and then the second thing you're sure of is that you will never be able to prove that. Like the man is just too fucking smart. Like he's he's cutting edge. He's so far above and beyond what any government's going to ever have a hope of catching. Um, Probably got people on the hook too. Yeah, who knows? That's dude. a big part of it. Uh, and so I'm going to kill my neighbor's dog. (laughs) Your neighbor's dog is, I mean, I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. That dog's going to get hit by a car in the next five minutes. It's out there all the time. Yeah. So maybe not. I mean, he's, he's flirting with disaster. Um, but yeah, so he, he lived in, uh, I mean, he had places all over. There was a, a house on the French Riviera, uh, you know, fucking, no, like, the most respected house on the entire, now the dog's peeing on your Just tree. Just pissing on the tree. No bro. respect. I saw him piss on my neighbor's car last night. <sighs> other neighbor. And I'm like, you know what? If we all teamed up, we could probably get this thing taken care of. Yeah. Oops, um, I'm sorry. I didn't see it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. i too much. He, uh, he's. He's, he's at the, the French Riviera house, uh, becomes concerned for his safety, moves to a penthouse on top of his bank in Monaco. Oh, bank in Monaco. Yeah. So he, he does Cooking a lot of gas. business in Monaco, 
And in addition to like the fucking vault, he's got a similarly vaulted penthouse, uh, constantly guarded by former IDF members. Why are they always in I know, dude. all of these stories? I know. Um, and uh, and uh, for for some reason, like that. Now it's my car, dude. Your do- that dog is pissing on my vehicle. I can see it. I told you, dude. So if I'm just saying, like, if on the way out here, you, see, they make look at me like, oh, you've got some priors. Or your neighbor said you've yelled at this dog before. But if you casually looked down at your phone when leaving. I mean, I had just gotten a text. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. I may send that text just to get this done. Because now he's out in the fucking intersection, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, he's all, like, I don't know. It, I, we might not have to worry about this. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he's chilling in the uh, the Monaco suite for whatever reason. You know, this is among, like, I'm going to give you a bunch of fishy details. One of them is that night, despite the fact that he had the IDF guards constantly and like the people who visited him would be like, Jesus, dude, I'm a rich guy. I don't want to fucking hang out with people who have machine guns out. Uh, For whatever reason, he dismissed the IDF dudes that night and uh, a fire uh, started in his place. There was uh, reports at the time that uh, two men went in uh stabbed his nurse he's he's like 80 and he, he has parkinson's so he's got constant medical care um they stab his nurse he locks himself in the bathroom and uh they start a fire to try and get him out of the bathroom and he just won't come out he dies in the bathroom of smoke inhalation uh fishy at best those three details i mean he definitely died of smoke inhalation in the or he definitely the fire happened. He was found in the bathroom. All that's easy enough. Um, after those reports that it was two men breaking in and like looking to kill him, the Monaco authorities come out. And it's important to understand the dynamics here of Monaco is a safe place for the rich. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, the, the police per capita is off the charts. The, it exists. The point of the fucking state is to attract rich people and make them feel like they can do anything they want there and be secure and, you know, whatever. So uh, they come out and they're like, we figured it out, guys. Uh, We examined the wounds on this nurse. We put everything together. He actually stabbed himself. Mm. Oh, Elliot Smith. Started a fire to uh, in hopes of being able to put it out. Like, that he had this entire thing where he was going to stage a break-in and a fire. He was going to put out the fire, be like, look at my stab wounds, and, and Mr. Safra, richest man alive, uh, aren't you grateful for my service? And uh, they also say something about, like, he was having mental problems Wait, at so the, the time. Wait, so the nurse is a male? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that was very sexist. Uh, I mean, there was a female nurse in there with him, like uh, trapped in the bathroom, who also died. But yeah, the the nurse, there's a team of nurses, and one of them stabbed himself. Okay, started a fire, and then the fire got away from him, and he wasn't able to put it out. He thought he was going to be able to cash in for big bucks as a hero. That that's what they're saying. Okay, that was like the flimsy, official but... statement from prosecutors. Um, the, so the, uh, I'm, I'm basing all this on a Vanity Fair article written by Dominic Dunn. You remember Dominic Dunn? He did some writing about the OJ trial. I know he the name. Big swinging dick for Vanity Fair in the nineties. 
Um, Their parties suck. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. They used to be great. Sissy Graydon Carter they, has uh, really fallen off. They used to be great. Now I heard they were dead. People were falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Got to wake them up, shake them. <laughs> um, and yeah, so uh, Dunn starts poking around about this. Uh, he goes and tracks down the wife of the male nurse who lives near Dunn in Connecticut um, and talks to her. And she's like, yeah, this whole thing about wanting to work for Safra further and like further ingratiate himself to him. Uh, Ted was planning to come back. Ted, Ma- Ted Maher is the, uh, the guy, the Maher. name of the nurse. Um, and uh, she's like, yeah, Ted was planning to come back. Like, he wasn't trying to ingratiate himself. And uh, here's the big thing. The confession that he signed that uh, the prosecutors are basing all this off of, like the confession they're reading from when they're explaining what happened, that was signed after the wife had gotten there and they took all their passports. Like, the second she arrived, they were like, oh, uh, yeah, can I see that custom check? Okay, that's uh, actually mine now. I'm going to pocket that. And you're never fucking leaving Monaco again unless your boy Ted here signs this shit. And the thing that he signed was in French. Ted don't speak French. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, classic rock in a hard place here. (laughs) But I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, if you're dealing with somebody who's got IDF guards but i'm i'd also like some questions for them like guards just leave on the night he happens to be murdered i feel like there was a payment situation there the article is very interesting because it's there's no answers it's just some of the most interesting questions i've ever come across and just like the idea that okay so my wife can't leave the country if i don't confess but then, so I'm going to sign something. What do you think it says if they won't let her leave unless you sign it? I got a pretty good idea. I mean, he holds out for a couple of days. Uh, I think he probably, I mean, unless they're, I don't know what sort of torture kicking the shit out of him, the McCain, Monaconians. <laughs> Monaconians, yeah. Mono- Monacans. Monacans uh, are willing to put you through, but I could last more than a couple of days if it's just you're in jail. Let me get, let me get. I have no idea. I don't know how these legal systems work. But so as done, I'd look into her reporting this out. The wife, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. She's like, just get me out of here. Sign this thing. Um, the the there's a number of things where he's like, you know, here's something to think about. I don't have. I I don't know what to tell you about this. I can just tell you what I've heard. Uh, he mentions a couple times that. More or less, every person in Monaco who has lips and a working esophagus told him that, that uh, two bullets were found in Safra's body. That's nowhere in the police report or the medical examiner's report or anything like that. Um, and then uh, we, we turn back to the whole business of what kind of dealings Safra was involved in. He ran money for the Russian mafia. And at some point about a year before this, he flipped on the Russian mafia. He cooperated with an investigation into their finances. I don't really need to hear anything else. And there was plenty in there about, you know, like uh, Russian mafia sources, like being heard on, you know, like overheard at restaurants being like, he's a dead man, you know, that kind of shit. But old Ted over here, uh, just like 
on the basis of the conviction or on the basis of the confession got convicted. He spent 10 years in a Monaco prison. One off of the idea that they, that Monaco doesn't want itself to be seen as the kind of place where yeah. Russian mafia people can carry out a hit. Well, one, 10 years is not that bad for murdering a guy with that much money. And two, um, like uh, when I got arrested in Bedford, <laughs> I'm excited to see how this connects. Go on. Because when I got arrested in Fort Worth, it was just straight up. What was the Bedford arrest? Uh, it was bad. I basically uh, got my food at a Whataburger and was across the street from my buddy's apartment and just reclined my car and like fell asleep. Okay, yeah, Car yeah. was off, and I thought that meant, all right, I can chill here until I feel like I can cross that street right there, mm-hmm. um, which means obviously that that's one of the few times, and I've done a lot of fucked up, really bad I mean, stuff. I like 20 at this point. I was like or 22. Guess, yeah, yeah. yeah, it had to be over 21 because um, you wouldn't have drunk drank alcohol before the age no definitely not but yeah, yeah i definitely ate my food and thought all right well let's just stay here um and they could have given me a dui honestly i didn't know that's how that worked but they were cool about it didn't give me a pi um the fort worth one obviously i didn't even get charged but the point of this is the fort worth one was just like a drunk tank you don't get any food in there because they're mm-hmm. gonna let you out in a couple hours the other yeah. one uh it was just a smaller municipality and they gave us like I don't even know they sold these, but it's like the Jimmy Dean sausage sandwich without the bread. It's just piece of sausage. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> they just like heat it up and hand it to you. Were you worried about your carbs? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. I was keto in, in a municipal jail. <laughs> yeah. But if you talk to people who have been to jail in a city jail over in like UP or in Highland Park, uh huh. and I'm not going to name any names, but... I've I've heard from more than just that person. You might get a fucking piping hot McGriddle. <laughs> That's delicious. You might get you might yeah. get you might get a McMuffin with uh, with double eggs. I don't know. It's pretty much your imagination. Mm-hmm. So like ten years in Monaco, in jail. Like it can't be like Leavenworth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I bet that their jails are yeah egg McMuffins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So look. I don't know. I don't, what, uh, I don't know. What can anything, the chef get for you? I don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. I don't know anything about Monaco other than the banking thing. And that, like, it. You got g- the Grand Prix. It gins up the, uh, the uh, GDP stats every, every time. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. I am going to go there. It sounds fucking tight. I would like to visit. Eh. <laughs> nah, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I just. The south of France in general seems like most people. I don't know if I ever want to go back to France. I'd go back to I France. I kind of had enough of their shit, man. I mean, look at how good the go Redneck Riviera co- is. Chill countries, you know? I think that France is somewhat chill at, at times. Depends. It's a big country. I'm sure there's it's chill parts big. of it. It's pretty big. It's as big as Texas. Well, that is a pretty good... You have uh, to agree Texas is big. Not only they got away with it, but the other guy, uh, someone actually did the bid. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, the way I presented this, uh, the Russian mafia thing seems obvious enough, but, like, I I don't know that that's an accurate portrayal. Uh, The honest, the, the, the thing that you can, here's the things I'm certain of. Ted Maher was not involved uh, in any kind of direct way. He, Ted Maher did not intend to kill Edmund Safra. Uh, here's the second thing I'm sure of. 
someone else did. Here's the third thing I'm sure of. We do not know, and uh, it sure doesn't seem likely that we ever will, who did it. So, and also, whenever someone this. tells you you can't assassinate the richest man on the face of the planet, <laughs> uh, they're wrong. The challenge. You know, two things that would be really hard. Uh, stabbing yourself twice and living. Mm-hmm. Uh, and set that aside for a second. And then starting a fire to stage a fire and putting it out. But I can tell you what would be even harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to go two for two. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. Yeah. All right, I've completed the stabbing. All right, what do I do next? Now if I can only light <laughs> this penthouse up. <laughs> You're coughing up blood. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to oh, apply. I think I hit a lung. Trying to apply pressure, maybe a, a, a I mean, he's tourniquet. a nurse. Yeah, but still, man. And now you're you're kind of one-handing the gas. And, and the whole thing of how he got there is... That doesn't play with me. Uh, Maher was, like, working at a hospital in New York, and someone there left their camera. And he went and, like, got the film developed and figures out whose camera it was and delivered it to him. And they were like, oh, my God, this is the nicest guy on Earth. How can I ever repay you? Payroll, I know, bitch. I have a fucking rich uncle who needs a nurse. You're a nurse. Last thing I'll leave you with here, I've been laughing about, I, I try to have an Easter baskets every week, and right now it's this uh, Newsweek story about Silicon Valley and Blood Boys. Okay. I, don't, I just I don't want to know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I, I, I also don't. And my other is uh, I've been laughing about this all week, and this week it's uh, Ashley Feinberg's tweet about the Space Jam trailer. I, uh, I don't think I've seen it. Let, let me know. It was pretty much just, because like, are you familiar, have you seen the trailer? No. I mean, I, I saw people complaining about it. I, I, I don't actually don't have any complaints about it. I know the... I uh, think it looks kind of cool. The Clockwork Orange guys are in it. Yeah, that's a weird bit. But it's you're in the server-verse, so you've got everything that Disney owns. It, LeBron has to, to maneuver through. But here's the thing. The alien... That doesn't sound like space. Well, it's barely... It's kind of space. Cyber what space. is space? Cyberspace. There you go. Do some cyber sex. Mm-hmm. Cybering if you will. LeBron's son is kidnapped. Okay? He gets on an elevator. Uh, this elevator's a portal. He ends up in the, the, the serververse. LeBron chasing him down ends up there too. And he has to beat this squad assembled by Don Cheadle, uh, who's some sort of omnipotent... It's um, actually Don Cheadle? ...neural network god. Yes, it's the face of Don Cheadle. Okay. But so the plot of the movie is LeBron... And the Toon Squad have to beat, it's the same plot, have to beat this assembled uh, array of, of, of unbeatable figures to get his son back. Peel like one layer off this and it's pretty fucking dark, actually. Uh, like, in the case of Space Jam, wasn't it that like Michael was never going to get to go back and like the NBA players would never get their powers back? Or Yeah. So in this case, we have an active kidnapping situation. We have an Amber Alert in the server. I mean, it sounds like the screenwriters are better. So they've created some stakes. I think her tweet said something to the effect of, like, I would pay anything to see this exact movie promoted the exact same way with the exact same plot up until the very end, and he just loses, and his son is kidnapped forever. (laughs) It's basically... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I started thinking, I'm like, it's kind of like you were saying about the ending of movies earlier. Like, man, she's right. Like, let's make that movie. Let's have LeBron teach a lesson about, like, look, 
Hey, you know, there's sometimes limits. things don't physically. always go your way. And yeah. <laughs> sometimes people get kidnapped and yeah, there's no way you'll find this tweet. She tweets way too much to be able to, this was like five days ago. I, I think she tweets an appropriate amount. Good tweets. They're good tweets, but I mean, there's also just a, a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. So maybe tomorrow uh, we'll break down Matt Gates on Tucker Carlson. Uh, I'd like to. But that's all I have for this week. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.